Doctor? What doctor? Doctor who? Doctor who, did you say? Eh? Doctor who? What are you talking about? Or do you really know what you're talking about? Well, hello and uh, welcome to our latest special. And this is special. We're back in the 1970s, aren't we? We are, yes. We've uh, we've burst into the world of colour. Well, for some people. We certainly, certainly were. Certainly not me, no. I didn't get a colour till 1980, so it's still... Still, oh look, there's a grey Dalek. Oh look, there's a grey Dalek. Yeah. yeah, but the thing is, even if you watch them, they, yeah. they were grey Daleks. It's very bizarre. I don't understand this. First time Daleks are in colour. You've had the kaleidoscope colours of the two movies. Yeah. And yet they decide not to do that <coughs> to begin with. Yeah, it, it is very, very strange. I, I wonder if it was to do with um, when, because obviously Day of the Daleks, first colour... Daleks on TV, and they did they did promote it as such, didn't they? I think in the Radio Times and that that you can now see the Daleks in colour on TV. You don't have to go to the cinema. And I wonder if because they they painted one of them gold, but that immediately ran into huge production issues, didn't it? Because you've got one Dalek that's gold, you can't use it to make crowd scenes. And I wonder if that's why they went back to the sort of monochromatic shortly afterwards. Mm. Could be, could, yeah, could, yeah, yeah, they, be that yeah, 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 yeah. If you have a very distinctive one, it's not interchangeable with the exactly. Rest. Yes, you you want them to be sort of generic, so you don't know Dalek one from Dalek two. Yeah, um, or it could be something as simple as when they went down to Woolies, color paint was more expensive than grey. Yeah, there was yeah. an offer on grey Dulux paint. Yeah, it, it could be something like that, yeah. couldn't it? Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, kicking off the 70s with, with the Daleks, I mean, this is all down to the producers at the time, Barry Letts and Terence Dix. Um, um, this is five years after Evil of the Daleks. The Daleks hadn't been seen for five years and they yep. wanted to bring the Daleks back. So uh, if you're going to bring the Daleks back, what do you do? Well, you go to their creator, not Davros, you go and see Terry Nation. So off they trot to yes. see Terry Nation, <laughs> and Terry Nation goes, I haven't got time to do you a story, I'm busy on the Persuaders. He had moved over to ITC by yes. that time, hadn't where, he? where he thought the money was. Yes. yes, yeah. So they take him out for this, like, slap-up lunch, and um, and uh, he ag- afterwards he agrees that they can actually use the Daleks, um, but he ain't going to write it. So that, that fell to Louis. Is it Lewis or Louis? Uh, Marks? I think it's Louis Marx. Louis Marx, yes. Yeah. He had already written a story called The Ghost Hunters, hadn't he? This uh, yes. story, it was actually, basically, it was a haunted house uh, story. But the twist in the tale being that they're not ghosts. They are people from the future yeah. coming back, weren't they? So Yeah, it was, it was unrelated. It wasn't meant to have Daleks in. No. Oh, no, no, no. I, I, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, it's a very Terminator-like story. Yeah. And, and you know, um, people have gone, oh, James Cameron must have um, watched this or been influenced by this. But, of course, he was sued by Harlan Ellison 
yes. who had written a story uh, called Soldier, hadn't he, for The Outer Limits, which was about a soldier coming back in time to prevent something happening. Um, yeah, there, there's this weird fan idea, isn't it? And you see it all the time, that people think you can't have the same idea more than once. So you'll, you'll get people going. Um, they used, uh, I noticed they used... Uh, bracelets for communication and that in this therefore Blake 7 must have copied it or stuff like that and it's like no people just come up with the same and also yeah and sometimes you know it takes a long time to filter down through just because something comes out straight after something that doesn't mean that they 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 were aware of it I mean Harlan Ellison sued and was successful but of course the whole idea about people going back in time to stop something happening but by doing so they create the very thing they're trying to prevent is a trope from science fiction going back to the pulp science fiction uh, magazines of like the 40s you know yeah and I think that Harlan Ellison he won it but it wasn't it wasn't a definitive win as in yes James Cameron definitely saw this and copied it it was more of a he's making a lot of fuss and noise give him something you know what i mean it's because it, if you watch the twilight zone episodes there's little bits like but it's not pe- people tend to again who haven't seen them go oh it's a direct copy and you'll see write-ups where it's they'll take plot points and twist it slightly so it looks like oh my god yeah this is a direct copy but yeah it it's definitely you know time time travelers affecting the, the or go, traveling to the past and affecting it it's, it's been as long as anything hasn't it? it's yeah. ever yeah. since you know probably in 1930s yeah well the Louis Marx story certainly had that but yeah, yeah like you say no Daleks there yes. were aliens in the future scenes but they weren't described at all so yeah mm. we're going to turn this into a Dalek much story. like the Daleks in uh, <laughs> Terry Nation's original script yes yeah and uh, yeah that's what they did um, yeah. they shoehorned the Daleks in um, yeah the, I think the idea was that um, they wanted something with a bit of pizzazz didn't they to to start the season um, so so they they brought the the idea of having the Daleks in the first story. Boom, 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 it was it wasn't meant to be, uh, and I think that did also have a bit of a knock on in production. Um, when when they were making this, it, it it sounds like it was a a bit of a rush job. Um, def, definitely, the battle scenes and that weren't uh, weren't what they should be. Uh, no, um, and 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 a lot of that is to do with the fact. We'll just yeah. talk about behind the scenes before we talk about the story. But yeah, when they went, okay, this is going to become a Dalek story. They went to storage. Yes. <laughs> yeah. They had three Daleks yeah. um, still in their silver and blue colours. Yes, um, they're, they're basically they've been pushed into storage from uh, evil of the Daleks and left there, haven't they? Some had some had gone out onto like doing fates and things like that, but. Yeah, these three that were left were basically the only ones that were left. Yep. Uh, yep. And they, they weren't in the best of conditions. But nope. So in sense. September of 71, yep, that, that, that they were restored and refurbed. Um, uh, all three necks were given a new style of mesh, which was a coarser style. Uh, the eye mechanisms were adjusted, including new eye stalks and eyeballs yep. that now had a pupil as standard. So from now on, all Dalek eye yep. stalks have a pupil. Um, the ears or lights or whatever you want to call those things on top of the domes, uh, they were changed to uh, side lights from um, 
from the, the mini, old, yeah. from the mini, yes. I remember my first mini had these lights on. Uh, now they're they're very hard to get because I think people have used them for their Daleks. And there is a there's a wonderful um, uh, sort of fan legend again, one of those things that becomes uh, uh, sort of lore that um, the BB the reason the voices in this are so terrible is that the BBC forgot how, how to do it and they forgot the settings for the ring modulator. And of course, it's bollocks. Um, Bernard Wilkie just hated the sixties Dalek voices. Yes, um, and he—it was his request to change it. Um, for the worse, I think it was the, the voices in this are terrible. They ain't good, are they? No, and the voice actors they hired from it wasn't the normal people. Just don't know how to do it. They're, they're talking like robots, aren't they? That's it. This is the start of the. Everyone thinks of the Daleks as robots. Points they they, re they redid yeah. it, didn't they, on the DVD? Didn't they get yeah, yeah, Briggs to yes, redo uh, them? Yeah, they, they, the, the DVD uh, um, is very, very much the heaviest of the uh, the updated special effects they did. They redid the, the Dalek voices, redid all the gun effects, they redid loads of it. Um, your, your point of view on the, uh, the CGI effects is down to whether you like that sort of thing, but the Dalek voices can't be... It, it just can't be argued that it's not an improvement. Mm. Um, I, I remember... Because this was this clip of the Daleks uh, chanting, it was in all the documentaries, wasn't it? In the uh, yeah. sort of early eighties, and it's just awful. The Daleks talk like that yeah. in a flat way. It's just so boring. Thank God we've, uh, you know, we've got uh, um, Mr. Blake Seven, Aubrey. Aubrey, is that his name? Yes, Aubrey. Name. Silver Aubrey. Aubrey. Silver, Silver Aubrey. yeah. Before Weirdly we talk about shiny. Silver Aubrey and the story, what's your uh, um, first occurrence? Oh, sorry. Uh, um, what's your first time you actually, you know, found Day of the Daleks? Was it the tar Target novelization? Yeah, so the, the Target novelization, um, which is a really good one, actually, is um, uh, back when uh, they were being fleshed out a lot. They were, you know, they, they were still putting a bit of effort into them. Uh, it's a really good novelization. That was my first thing. And I remember reading it and thinking, my God, this must be amazing. Oh, this must be great. You see the future. You see the slag heaps of Earth. You see the battle. And then uh, it finally came out on VHS. <laughs> and uh, it was like, oh, dear. Wasn't it one of the first to come it out? It was, yeah. In, I think, well, in I think it was horrible the, box. Yeah, because they, they did um, Revenge. Then it was uh, C, uh, then it was Brain and Morbius. Then I think they, they realized there might be money in earlier Doctors, so they did Seeds of Death, and then I think it was Day of the Daleks after that, but it was still, yeah, the, the, the weird box and um, edited tapes Yes, edited together. Yeah, um, I, I, I can remember buying that, like, X-Rental, yeah. and, and thinking, this doesn't flow right. This doesn't no, flow I, right at all. I, I, not, not being rich like you, I, uh, I rented it and copied it, okay. and made my own case with a I used to buy the Target novelizations and cut the, cut the fronts oh, no. and backs off them, put them in the sleeve. Oh no! I know. It's a shame you haven't still haven't got them because that'd be good I to wish I had, put yeah. photos up. Yeah. I wish I'd have kept the targets to be honest that I mutilated to. But you could you could go to any like jumble sale or charity shop and you'd just pick the targets up for nothing. Yeah. You know, in the early eighties. I I don't know if I good remember days. watching this. 
Um, I remember Ogrons, but I don't know if it's this or Frontier in Space that I remember Ogrons from. So I, yeah. I can't, I can't recall. I, I, I remember, I remember the stuff around this. I remember things like the jigsaw puzzles and that, you know, with with stills from Dead of Daleks in. Uh, but I, I think I must have been just too young, or I, or we didn't watch it, or we weren't, you know. For some reason, we didn't watch it, but I don't remember the original one. You at must all. have been only like six or something. When yeah, this I came have, out. well, I was I was born sixty eight, so this was four. What, seventy. Yep. So you were four. No, this was seventy two, wasn't it? Yeah, seventy two. So I would have been you, too young. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I was I, I was barely walking at four. Uh, okay. All right. Um, we should say uh, for this special, we're not going to go in too deep no. into each story because each story has a character or characters in some cases that we can come come back to later and they can have their own lovely you know episode devoted to them where we can really dive deep into each story all right okay so uh let's let's talk about uh um you know day of the daleks there has been a drop in recent production figures that can be explained explanations are irrelevant Production targets must be maintained. We will reach the targets on the next work period. For the next work period, target figures will be increased by 10%. That's impossible. If we push the workers any further, they will die. Only the weak will die. Inefficient workers slow down production. And, um, yeah, the first time we actually see a Dalek... We've got old Aubrey, haven't we? We've yes. got Silver yeah. Aubrey. Now, is this meant to infer that in the 22nd century, it's a fashion choice to be I, silver with silver nail varnish? I don't know. I've never seen anything behind the scenes that explains why all the people in the future have shiny faces. Um, I've seen like fan theories where it shows that they're, they're, they're clones or something like that, or part alien. But I just think it's, it's to differentiate them, isn't it? Or people are just very shiny. In the, in the future, but yeah, they've they've definitely got something on their faces. Well, everything is cheap about this yeah. story. It looks all yes. very cheap, and you know, in a Patrick Troughton to denote the future, sometimes you had those fabulous psychedelic black and white outfits up on yeah. the moon base or something to say, "Hey, you're in the future." But now we're in color. It's like, "Hey, we can color them silver. That will cost nothing." We, yeah, weirdly, everything looks cheaper in color, doesn't it? Unless mm. the unless you unless you got a budget to do it. Everything so a, a, a you know a tin foil covered wall in black and white sixties looks like metal. In the seventies, it looks like a tin foil covered wall. Yes, it does. Um, it does. The the thing in this I just don't understand though is um, is the Daleks control room that weird when they finally come out of it. It's it they're literally five foot away from where Aubrey's talking into the monitor. Yes. And that's the wall with the monitor. Looks like. So why not just have a window then? Yeah. Why are you in that cupboard? They should do what yeah. old William Shantner in Airplane 2. Yes, <laughs> that would have been brilliant. Yeah. Have a little window that Aubrey's yeah. talking through and you think it's a monitor. Yes, yeah. It's very strange because it's called Day of the Daleks. Yeah, you watch this, this yeah. first time, you know Daleks are in it, but they're not in it for a while. You've got all this, you know, modern time for the third Doctor thing with terrorists arriving you've got this minister etc all this is set up and we keep cutting to this control room with Aubrey but you don't see any Daleks for quite a while no and they they sort of play on the who's behind like the doctors who's behind it's like it's the Daleks isn't it it's in the title um I I know what they (coughs) you know I think Barry Lett said that it's 
it's a toss-up, isn't it? You either put the monster in the title and you get one million more viewers because people know the Daleks are in it, or you try and keep the suspense, but then you lose viewers. But yeah, it's, it's very weird. This. Uh, weirdly, normally what happens, though, is in stories like this, you're you're waiting for the monster, and once a monster appears, it picks up. But I think this is the other way around. I quite like the the first couple of episodes where it's like it's the future and you've got especially with the gorillas the gorilla stuff is great in orderly house i, I like all that uh, but as soon as the daleks appears they really bring this story to a a, a grinding close because they're i mean i'm presuming there's people in them but they don't move a lot do they they no. just wobble a bit i think they were all rusty even if they reckon, are john yeah. scott the cast is or gone, yeah. yeah yeah but also like you say you know you get the big final reveal of our yeah. of our monster but all you get is this zoom back from Aubrey who's talking you see a yeah. brief shot of a part of the leader Dalek ordering him to report and that's it it cuts away yeah. it's really weird yeah it's very I, I thought when I when I first watched this on the VHS it's obviously edited together so you don't get the the episode stings and then when I finally saw it probably on uh, UK gold or something in an episodic form the at the end you almost think oh god they've edited it wrongly and it the the endings are really weird in this story that you know you normally get the crash the sting and then bam, the end and yeah i don't know it doesn't work that ne- pullback neither- just doesn't work and and neither yeah you, you know later on you know um we see the gold dalek yes uh, and the other two in their control room um it's hilarious. In the script, it's meant to be 20 to 30 Daleks. And they add oh, three. Three, yeah. yeah. And, you know, the, the, the big shock for the Doctor, because, you know, the last time the Doctor thought about the Daleks, they were all destroyed and wiped out in evil with the Daleks, is, um, you know, episode two into episode three, where he runs through that tunnel. It's yeah. very, um, um, oh, time slip, isn't it? Um, yes. Where, oh, having God, this, yeah. this gateway through time. And suddenly there's a Dalek, down this tunnel when there's not like yeah. no oh my god a Dalek or anything like that well it's, it's like yeah the, the time effect is they turn the light on so you can see it yeah um, but this Dalek is um, is damaged isn't it because in a couple of these scenes and this one and one later on you can see that one of the ears is taped on yeah it's, it's like that's the best you could do guys which again and, I think feel, for, goes into this this was quite a rushed production yeah but him down in that tunnel it's not like you can say oh that was in transit going on location because this is all no. studio work now once they no, go but the, under the bridge yeah, the, well the studio was done after location but what they would normally do is the daleks would go off or the monsters would go off do the location stuff that's needed it would come back and then they would have a like a day's refit um so i can only imagine this is a this is like on day of filming someone's knocked the lamp, lamp off mm. But I'm sorry, like, you or me or anyone could repair it better than sticking a cross of tape across it. Maybe they thought, you know, everyone's got small TVs, most of them are black and white, you're not going to notice that, not thinking that you're going to have HD TVs somewhere in the future. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised uh, Pertwee let it go, because he he was very vocal about the, the, as he called it, the utter shoddiness of the BBC uh, technicians, wasn't it? They like when they came and just whacked a hole in the TARDIS yeah. console. Um, but he ha- he hated the Daleks, didn't he? He didn't want to do this story. He didn't want to work with the Daleks. He thought they were the most stupid thing going. Um, 
so perhaps he thought eh, that's why I don't like him. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, um, episode four, we yeah. have the Daleks, well, the Doctor Who writing its own history. We have this backpedal on evil, the Daleks, uh, in that they weren't all wiped out. No. That was a brief rebellion, you know, and all the traitors were, um, you know, wiped out, weren't they? Yeah, there's there's a, a long history, isn't there? Especially, you know, involving termination scripts where they have to back, they'll, they'll kill something off in the most final way possible. And then the next one has to backpedal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this was definitely a case. Because they, they thought the Because Tony Nation wanted to withdraw the rights and go to America and that. So they honestly thought Evil Edward Alex was it. Yeah. Um, so, so it was under some of the, the other thing that with, about this that shows sort of the slapdash nature of it, though, is the fact that they set up a scene in episode one that they don't even bother calling back on in episode four. Which was what? So, so in episode one, um, the Doctor and Joe are working on the TARDIS, and they see the Doctor and Joe walking in, and the Doctor goes, of course, I remember this, and then disappears. Oh, yes. And it was meant to be a scene at the end where uh, the current Doctor and Joe walk into the TARDIS room, and they see the older versions, and that's why the Doctor says, of course, I remember this, and then the, other, the, the older pair disappear, but they just didn't film it. They, they got to the studio and they either ran out of time or they lost interest. They didn't bother filming it. That's such a shame because it's mm. it's very rare for, for yeah, Doctor Who very. to actually, you know, go into that, like, the whole paradox of time travel yeah, for a, sort of thing. For a, for a, a show based on the, knowledge, the the sort of notion of a time lord and a time traveller, Doctor Who very, very rarely uses time as a plot device. It would have been very, really very interesting, very, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah, it would have been good. A nice little... Um, start and end um it's it's also i mean that if you're a, a if you're a continuity spotter this is the story for you because there's so many places in it where continuity or the the camera angles off like earlier on the doctor's um testing the the, the rebel's gun on for some reason he's got a built-in target range in his lab <laughs> but he's testing the gun and then you can see they because he fires it and the 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 uh, target disappears and then it pulls back and you see they've just moved the target and they've lent it against the front of the uh, gun range and it's like you couldn't even be asked to move it out of camera shot <laughs> yeah it's it's full of things like that but it's a shame because the story I think is one of the more inventive it, Dalek it, stories it is a good story and it yeah. is in particular it's a fantastic John Pertwee doctor because that's John yes, Pertwee yeah. when he's sitting there oh, God, eating yeah. his cheese Discussing yeah. wine—that is John Pertwee, yeah. isn't it? I, I love, I love the Doctor. Doc, doctors in this is great. Joe's good. Aubrey's good. It's, it's a shame. It's just the Daleks that let it down. And that's um, a problem. <laughs> it, it's a problem when, in a Dalek story when yeah. it's called Day of the Daleks. Yeah. yeah. But we'll be talking far more about this yes. when, when we talk okay. about uh, yeah. um, Aubrey and and Co. All right. Um, episode four. Right, you said yeah. um, you know John Pertwee was quite vocal on, of his disdain about how things were uh, done on the show. He was quite vocal in this this attack at the end, yeah. which is uh, three Daleks <laughs> and some Ogrons. Yeah, it's not. They, they've again. If the way to watch this is the updated video, because this is where they they've updated a lot of the scenes to to copy and paste the Daleks and. Uh, uh, into it and it works really well but yeah on the original viewing you've literally 
you got the might of unit against three Daleks. It, it's the audacity that Benton yeah. can say hostile force. Yeah. And it's three Daleks. Three, mm -hmm. Yeah. Your average convention has a bigger Dalek army than and, uh, Yeah, and better two. conditioned ones yeah, as well. Two, yeah. yeah. I love that bit where, where, when the Daleks. Oh, by the way, the Daleks are, and Ogrons are attacking the rear of the house. So yes. all, all the humans inside are just going out the front door yeah, and getting in their well, cars. I was going to say, surely the Daleks are not that stupid. They would surround the house. They ain't got enough of them. No. <laughs> I like that bit where the Daleks going along the, uh, the veranda, along the patio yes. there, and reaches the French windows. And they cut there because there's a, a, a small lintel and he can't yeah, get over like, it. Oh, no. my, this does contain, I think, one of my favourite Doctor Who deaths ever, though, which is where the, um, I can't remember if it was a Dalek or an Ogron, shoots the unit troops by the river and they just lift their rifles above their head <laughs> and do this little sachet movement and then sort of carefully lay themselves down on the floor and it's hilarious. Oh, it's not good. Not yeah. good. But to be discussed more. Yes, right? yes, definitely. Um, because, yeah, the three Daleks and the Ogrons are blown up when the house blows up. Yes. Um, but presumably they're alive and well in the 22nd century, the rest of them that we never saw. Yeah, I don't... Well, because the Doctor mentions that this... It might have... Um, it might have altered the future because of uh, the... the Sir, Reginald Styles now wants peace more than you know he did before, whatever. But it's, again, it, it creates that time paradox, doesn't it? Because if the Doctors solve the future ever happening, they're never going to come back. So this adventure will never happen, which means the future will happen. Yes. But then I suppose we get we hit the Blinovich limitation effect. That's a gr that's a great phrase. Yeah, that is that's a really good Barry phrase. Letts, Barry Letts genius. Yeah. But uh, I think I I don't know. Whether it was John Pertwee or Katie Manning, but during the story they were sort of saying this very thing, the grandfather paradox, and he just made it up, didn't he? Off the top, he said, or Terence Dix did. And it's like bloody genius. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so right, these Daleks. We'll, I thought we would yes. vote on them as we go. All right, each show rather than Makes at sense, the end. Yeah. So, I'll so by the end. yeah. So here we've got two uh, of your regular Daleks, which are dark grey with gloss black balls. Yep. And the Dalek Supreme. Everybody calls him the gold one, but apparently it wasn't gold. It was cream or beige. But because oh, it had, right. yeah, because it was glossy, it had a sheen to gold. it, and it appears gold on TV. But it wasn't. But oh, afterwards, right. it was called the gold one, and then they did, yes, spray spray it gold. But this first one it's is fixed. actually cream. Jumping all over again. Yeah, yeah. He's and he's got black balls. That Dalek. So a creamy Dalek with black balls. With black balls. Okay. Yeah. Shall we do the, the, the regular ones? What do you think of dark um, grey gloss black balls? Um I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of the uh, the grey Daleks. Um, can I, I don't ask know why they did them? Can I ask? Because this is this is going to um, um, have bearing on, on voting later on. Yeah. Is this the same colour scheme as Genesis of the Daleks? Is it the same shade of grey? Uh, I mean to me it certainly looks like it. Um, people always say that Genesis was the first one where they started with the... And it's always referred to as Panzer Grey. It's not. You know, it's not Panzer Grey. But people always refer to it as that. Um, but I think it's the same colour. I think it wasn't that they wanted a Nazi sort of looking Dalek for Genesis. Just that's what they were painted. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's the same colour. 
All right. So, if it's the same colour, then, yep. uh, okay, I know what to give it. So, what do you think on uh, design and colour of this Dalek? Um, so the, they, the they actually one. did they did refurb them a bit. So they don't they they look they don't look great, but they don't look as tatty as they're going to in the seventies. Um, so I think for 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 the standard Daleks in this design wise, like I say, it's. It's not my favourite, but it's okay. So I'm going to give them a six for design. For a the, six. The start of the grey with black balls. Grey with. All right. Well, we're in colour now, and uh, mm. this this by far is my favourite colour scheme really? of well. Daleks ever. Uh, the the dark grey. Even more black than balls. the sixties. Yeah. Mm. So I give it a ten. It's a ten. Oh, wow. Absolutely. <laughs> so so that's an eight. All right. Uh, for design, how effective are these? regular troops um i i don't like these daleks they the 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 guys playing them just don't put any effort in they they've got no the way they're filmed is so boring and flat the voices are terrible um so for me effectiveness is uh down to a a two a two yeah i don't i I don't like these daleks i think they're boring oh i gave him i gave him a six wow so that's a four Okay, so that's an average of a six, right? That is officially the lowest. Is it the lowest Dalek? The lowest Dalek we've had so far. Strap yourselves in. Let me write that down. A six, yeah. Day of the Daleks, regular. A regular trooper. All right. Uh, and now this Supreme Dalek. Is he called a Supreme Dalek? I don't know. I don't know. I if can't he's, If he's... Um... If he's uh, actually not gold and he's a cream, that means he's probably a chicken supreme. Uh, cream. Oh, uh, no. dear, oh, dear. Um, I do apologise, listener. Yeah, I, sorry. I didn't realise he's not gold. That's, the, fir- that's the first I've heard of it. That's amazing. Um, because I, I, I quite like the gold. Well, the coloured Dalek. Oh, we can't say that either, can we? That's dodgy. Um, <laughs> the, the Dalek of colour. Yeah, yeah, the Dalek of colour. I, <laughs> I quite like it. I like... I, I'm a great fan of the 60s film Daleks with their gaudy colour scheme. I quite like the gold, uh, cream, whatever it is. And it doesn't look it doesn't look as cheap as as the, the grey ones do to me. Um, but sadly, unfortunately, the voice is still yeah. sort of rubbish. But design-wise, um, I'm going to give this... Uh, I'm going to go to a 7. A 7. Well, I gave it an eight. I, 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 I really like it as well. Yeah, I, I think it looks good. All right, so that's a seven and a half. And then the effectiveness of um, Creamy. He's still... I mean, I'm going to have to give it the same, really, because it, it's... What, a the, two again? Yeah, he, well, no, I go up to a three. A because three. he does. He still doesn't do anything. He's still got a crap voice. Um, they're not at all menacing in this, I don't think. No. It's such a shame. First time they're back, and it's like... Mm, yeah. That's a learning curve for. Alright, so that's that plus that divided by that. That gives him an eight. He's an Fair eight, enough. an average of an eight. That's uh, on par with the Daleks from Dalek Invasion of Earth. Alright. Yeah, well, it's funny they did invade Earth in this. Yeah, yes, that's true. yeah. yeah. Alright, okay. Right, so that's the first, first lot out the way. Right? Yes. That's the first story out the way. So we we have a brief stop to uh, Frontier in Space next, don't we? Yeah, this is 
I mean, you couldn't really call this a Dalek story. Well, that's six minutes yeah. from the end of episode yeah. six, so <laughs> yeah. it's not really a Dalek um, story. And it's, again, this, this was very, very rushed. Um, not because, again, fan wisdom will have it that uh, Roger Delgado died in a car crash, and so they had to, it, and bollocks, that was well after this. Yeah. Um, this was just shoddy BBC, the lights go off at 10 o'clock, rushing to get the shot. So, unfortunately, you're, you're coupled with, it's, it's pretty much the same Daleks from Day of the Daleks. Although they have given them uh, coloured, instead of, instead of um, to, to, to disguise the fact that they had bigger wheels, they put bin, black bin bags yeah. around the, this bottom. And in the, in the Day of the Daleks, it's obvious they've done that. In this one, they've put, like, Coven round it as well. It looks a lot better, um, but yeah. So it's the same Daleks. I don't. I presume it's different operators. Um, Which the, the 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 leader has definitely got a different voice now. Yes. Yeah. The voices are, are much much better. Uh, not still not up to where they they were, but but pretty good. Right. Um, cats meowing. Was that the cat? Yeah. Did you hear her? She's that disagrees. Sounded, no, that sounded more like a Wilhelm scream. <laughs> that was she's, a very strange cry. She's available for rent. If you want to, <laughs> you know, we could have the the Maggie scream. It could be a new thing. Um, yeah, I don't know what she wants. She's had her tea. Bless her. Uh, what was we talking about? Not many podcasts get interrupted by a cat screaming at you, do they? Yeah. Really? Well, um, we were talking we about, about the changes to the Daleks oh, yes. and yeah. the voice of the um, gold Dalek. Yeah, because it's around. I, I, I don't remember where it's this story or planet. I might think it's planet. Uh, which is, I think, the first um, Michael Wisher, isn't it? Dalek voice. Um, I think it's Planet. I don't think, I think it's, it's this planet, one. No. But th this one, yeah, they they appear, they shuffle about a bit, uh, and then they bugger off. Yeah, because the Master has started the war between Earth yes. and Draconia for them, and, you know, yep. when they wipe themselves out, the Daleks are going to step in and take over the universe, aren't they? Yeah. I don't know what they're going to do with it, to be fair. Is it, there's still only three of them. Yeah. And then they, they bugger off to prepare their army. Um, yes. And, and that's pretty much... They are literally in it for the, like, the last four minutes or something yeah. like that. Um, I mean, I it's, it's really nice that they finally meet the Delgado Master. Yes. That, that's something, at least. Um, I love the fact that the Master's got us a disdain for them. I also <laughs> I like, like the fact Roger Delgado was so short. He's almost looking yes. up at yeah. the Daleks. Not many people do that, do they? No, no, that's it. It's, um, well, they were originally, the Dalek height was worked out around uh, William Hartnell, wasn't it? Yes. Um, so he would have gotten well, I think, with uh, with Roger Delgado. Or... Yeah. All right, I, th I didn't think we would vote for them because that's no, pretty much the exactly same the same. I same. Think, actually, I, well, I don't know. I, I'd give them an extra point each for their voices are a bit better. Yeah. But that, yeah, I think... It's it's a it's not really a Dalek story, is it? It's no, no. All right, so we've got to move forward to 1973, yeah. Planet of the Daleks. Yeah, this was a, a the 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 money show of the season, wasn't it? This was a, had they, a, a big they, budget. They did spend money yeah. on it, right? And I've got some behind the scenes yeah. information before we go into it, which is it says due to a lack of space at the BBC, a company called Westbury Design and Optical Limited were contracted by the BBC to store and renovate the TARDIS console as well as deal with Dalek requirements. And of course that's the company belonging to Clifford Cully who went on to work on, on yeah. Doctor Who a lot. It said um, 
With scripts prepared, December 1972 saw work begin on Ready in the Dalek props for production. The, get this, the story called for 10,000 Daleks to be woken be from hibernation. That, <laughs> it was clear that some shots required more than the three available props. <laughs> imagine, imagine like uh, the, the director or something going, counting on his fingers going, well, how many do we need, Sid? 10,000. 10, We've got one, two, he's damaged three, and oh, we're short. <laughs> yeah. Let's put some mirrors in, try and yeah. trick them that way. We still got those cardboard ones. Yes. Um, so, because it was going to be the 10th uh, anniversary of the program, uh, they decided to make new Daleks, uh, yes. new props. And, uh, yeah, they, that, they were tasked with creating seven new casings. All right. And now, these new design props were given fully articulated limbs... So they could all be posed differently, and in most respects, they were very accurate replicas. There were small differences, however. The eye pivots were barely visible above the dome, and the new neck rods were made of a single round piece of wood rather than the clover leaf style. Yeah, the, these are interesting. These, um, I think they called them goons, didn't they? they ah, I've got that yeah, coming up about. Uh, goons. And I don't, I don't, I presume it's less to do with the goons from the goon show and more the uh, prison camp guards yeah, obviously yeah. were you know, universally referred to as goons by uh, the RAF officers. Yeah. Um, but th it's weird because this is, you know, the, the, the very famous um, build-your-own-Dalek plans in the 73 yes. special are based on this method of building them. Because Shawcraft, of course, contrary to popular belief, they were always made out of fiberglass. Mm. Um, that's why they brought Shawcraft in, because they were fiberglass experts really um and it's only from this story onwards that with the bbc they start making them out of wood very much the same way as the the plans in the radio times there's so flat wood skirts yeah. and instead of cutting holes in it and pushing them through uh then they're just stuck on the outside they had a like a, a thin metal shoulder section like the you know uh, the radio times one says you can use plywood instead if you want uh, so yeah, very much. This is this is what we think of as the way to build Daleks, but it never was. And also the way they craft. sound, because in the seventies, yeah. very often you can hear that they're made out of wood as they bump yes. into things. Exactly. As well. yeah. yeah, it says the three original Shawcrofts Daleks would remain the hero props and carry the bulk of the work of yeah. the story, while the additional casings would act as static scene fillers. Since they were given no dialogue and would often act as impassive guards, the new props were given the affectionate term goons. Yeah. In here we go. In addition to the large number of normal Daleks which were demanded by the script, one more Dalek was called upon. Terry <laughs> Nation, here yeah. we go. Terry Nation's last three stories had featured a black Dalek as the supreme leader. However, once the series went into colour, gold had become the preference for the aliens' ruling class. They didn't want to lose one of the three hero props in order to portray the representative of the Dalek Supreme Council. As part of his role as production assistant, George Galaccio was involved in managing the resources of Doctor Who, i.e. he had the purse strings, and as such had one eye on the budget. As a money-saving measure, he explored the fact that Nation himself owned several Dalek props from the second Dalek film on a possible earlier suggestion from Nation himself. Four years earlier, in an interview on Wicker's World, Nation's movie Daleks had been featured, and so one of these was put forward as a candidate for a starring role in Planet of the Daleks. 
It says the prop chosen was one that had been originally built in 1965 and painted gold and silver for use in the second Dalek movie. After filming was completed, it had been refurbished into a red and black colour scheme, which was how it appeared on Wicker's World. Four years on, the prop had undergone, undergone some major changes and had got mixed up with one of the nation's other Daleks. I, I, the skirt was mixed up. It was yeah. a different skirt to its body. Its neck had been reconstructed with flat-sided rings and gone with the rods. The lights had been replaced by purple jam jars and the eye was now a torch that was unusually wired to flash along with the speech. Now, I, th- I think I think the... the, the um the, the YouTube channel uh, Terry Nation Army, uh, they've actually they they found out a bit more about these Daleks, haven't they? The, because the the perceived wisdom has always been that Terry Nation got these Daleks and they were ex movie props, but the thinking now is they weren't. They were actually made from the movie prop uh, molds, but for the the, the stage play. Uh, oh. Seven Keys to Freedom. Oh, is that um, the latest thinking? You know? Yeah, so because they, they've basically, I think, identified all the Daleks and what happened to them from the film. And they've also traced how Terry Nation got these. So at the end of the, the, the play's run, the, uh, the, the owners of the play wanted to sell it lock, stock, and smoking barrels. Um, complete. So it was there was an advert for it in it. And Terry Nation at the time said he wanted to buy some Daleks and then these appeared in his collection and the the weird neck rings I think were from that play oh um, yeah you know because they're, they're not chamfered at all they're just flat yes um, so the so the, the 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 thinking now is that it's not it, it technically it's a, an X movie molded Dalek but it was never it was in never film. on screen yeah. in the yeah. film right right okay all right, so your history on Planet of the Daleks, a Target novelization again? Uh, yeah, so I remember reading a Talek novel, Target novelization, and I never really liked it. I never thought it was a particularly good one, and the story seemed a bit plodding. And this is weirdly one where, when they... Because uh, I, 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 I want to say it was on BBC Two before it was on video. I might be the other way around, but whenever I saw it on either video or BBC Two when they showed it, I remember liking the story much more on TV than the Target novelization because um, it's everything in it is cliched and typical nation. You know, used it before, done it before. Yeah. You know, stuff. But it ju- it it just seems to spring along on TV. Uh, it's got a good cast. Uh, it's got uh, our old friend Paul Morrow. Yes. From uh, Space Nineteen Ninety Nine. Um, yeah, I, I I really like this one, but I this is one where I think the TV version is actually better than the book. Right, right. Doesn't well, happen often, but okay. My memory, I know I watched it. Yeah. My abiding memory of this story is the purple cloaks oh, right. of the Spyrodons. Did you um, think that was snazzy? I fancy yeah, yeah. And and I remember them being purple, so we must have had yeah. colour TV yeah, by that point. Weird, so that's yeah. seventy three. So so wow. we definitely had colour TV in seventy three. You're living in the future, mate. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, let's look at this one then. Planet of the Dalek. Order space transporters to assemble and await landing orders. I obey. The action of the aliens has caused considerable disruption of operations on this planet. This was a matter beyond my control. Your orders were to exterminate them. It has-
has not been possible. We have been unable to use the bacteria bomb. And responsibility was yours. You have failed. The Supreme Council does not accept failure. Again, it can't be a surprise. No. But there's Daleks in it. But that's the big that's the big episode one reveal, and it's what is this creature that's invisible as a Dalek? It's ridiculous. This yeah. whole doctor, the doctor spraying this invisible yeah. thing, bit by bit. It's like it's like old you know Van Helsing in Dracula AD 1972, yes, slowly writing yeah. back uh, Dracula Alucard yeah. backwards, and then what? Dracula. Yeah. What I don't get is even worse is. The do- at the beginning of this, the Doctor's like, um, he, what force is on this planet? What is the Thals? But what could be against the Thals? It's like, you literally came to this planet to find the Dalek army. You, yeah, you, you, you were going to warn the Time Lords yeah. in Frontier and Space. You've been shot by the Master, albeit accidentally. Um, and, uh, yeah, you were after the Daleks. Yeah, I mean, come on, Doctor. I know you're in a coma, but blimey. This also has my favourite cheap-looking uh, TARDIS, never seen it before, never see it again, wall section, which is where his little bed pulls out. And it's just an MFI uh, bedroom unit. It, my it's mum, terrible. Well, we've, yeah. we've sold her house now, but up until the point we sold her house, right, yeah. she still had her 1970s MFI. It is exactly that. It's mad, Absolutely yeah. exactly the MFI. <laughs> We're talking about that furniture, Samuel, in Doctor Who the other day. You know, when the doctor lays down, and, and yeah, and it's bedroom furniture. That's my son just walked in. Um, yeah, he couldn't believe that it's a load of bedroom furniture yeah, that just materialises in the console room. Yeah, we never never seen it before. We I just imagine, like, off-camera, between adventures, that's where John Pertwee sleeps. <laughs> but the other thing that, that annoys me about this, and it's, again, typical sort of nation-style scripting, is the, the TARDIS is, gets air from the outside. Mm. Hey, what happens when it's in space? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But we're going to skip all yeah. over this because there's so many interesting things to talk yes, about yeah, that we'll, aren't we'll necessarily Dalek-related. Yeah. We'll skip to uh, the, the, the Dalek lampshade landing towards the end where yeah. we get to... The script says when you know this um, member of the Supreme Council comes out, the script says, quite the most impressive Dalek we have seen. Oh, dear. Oh dear. Um, quite, quite the most cheap. I mean, the jam jar ears. That was Clifford me. Cully. Um, yeah. He decided the ears needed to be bigger just to make it more impressive. So what do you do? You, you paint the inside of two jam jars purple and stick them yeah. over the existing ears. Thing is, though, like um, the movie Daleks, their earpieces were picnic cups. Yes. Uh, and it makes, you know, you look at it and you go, that's brilliant. You'd never recognise a picnic cup. But this, it's like every single person in that audience has had a jar of something. Yeah. You know, of jam or of pickles. You can see it. And the fact that they, they've obviously just, um, like, screwed the lid onto the dome and then screwed the jar into it. It's like, at least get rid of the lid. What, what do you think is worse, right? The, the, the jam jars or the torch eye stalk? Uh, I think the torch is actually worse because it looks like because, a torch. Yeah, it's it's like a tandy torch, isn't it? It's I bet every I bet I mean unless that's what they were aiming for, that kids up and down the country would go. I've got a Dalek eye stalk in the drawer. Yeah. I think it's Phil Stevens, our friend Phil Stevens, yeah. who said that actually that is 
excruciatingly, excruciatingly difficult to Not actually to source that torch. Oh, imagine, yeah. It doesn't seem to be an ever-ready torch or anything like that. It looks more likely that it was some cheap, yeah, made in China torch that they had got down, you know, um, yeah, the down the market. Carry, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, nobody knows. Nobody has found oh. a screen accurate version of that torch. That's mad, isn't it? That we can build all the Dalek except for its torch. Who decided? Who's the brain box that decides? No, the eye, the eye lights aren't going to light up when the Dalek talks. Is torches going to? Yeah. I, I don't know. It, it, this, this Supreme Dalek sort of shows a lack of respect for the audience, I think. Um, I don't know how it passed muster. It, 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 it's shockingly bad. It most certainly is. Good Lord. All right, so as I say, we're going we're to skip the, uh, everything to do with this story. Let, yes. let, let's vote on them, right? Okay. So, so you've got your regular Planet of the Daleks ones. Yep. What do you think of them? Um, well, the new, the s- yeah, well, the new ones look really good because they're in tip-top condition. Yeah. So, but it's still the same color scheme yeah. um, and look. So I'm going to give them the same, but with one extra point, the fact that they're not battered. So instead of a six, you're giving them a seven. seven. yeah. Okay. All right. That's fair enough. Well, I'm still staying at a ten. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, I suppose you got it. You? That's that's yeah. your that's it for a while. I'm stuck you? now, aren't I? Yeah. yeah. So that's an eight and a half okay. in design. How effective are these troopers? Um, I, I I quite like the Daleks in this. They're they're not up to the sixties <coughs> sort of um, plotting and planning, but they're not also robots. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I quite I quite like them in this. So I, I'm going to give them an eight out of ten for an effectiveness. Eight. Well, I gave him a seven. Yeah. All right, so that's seven and a half. So that is that's a total of eight. We've just given something else an eight, didn't we? Let me we have did, a look at my thing. Are we going to have a lot of eights tonight? Yeah, it was it was the Dalek Supreme from Day of the oh, uh, right, Daleks. Yeah. So it's the regular one from Planet, regular Planet. Okay. And yeah, the voice is really good. So I imagine this. You're, you're probably right. This is the first of. Um, Michael wishes Michael appearing. Uh, yeah. Huge, huge uh, impact on the Daleks. And now, this Supreme oh, Council no, 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 one. No. <laughs> um, well, design it, it's shocking. I don't know. I, don't, I hate pretty much every part of it. I hate the neck rings. I hate the torch. I hate the jam jars. Um, so, design-wise, I'm going to give it a two. I think it should think itself lucky. Okay, well, I gave it a three, yeah. so that's two and a half. That is very low for a Dalek, isn't it? Good grief. And uh, how effective is he? Um, I mean, he has a nice voice, but he doesn't he doesn't give off the air of regality to me. For or power or, or anything or, like that. No, um, so I'm, I'll, I'll be a bit more generous. I'll give him a three for effectiveness. A three. Well, I gave him a four, okay. so that's three and a half. Oh dear, oh dear. That is going to be a low score. For I think Supre- that could be the worst Dalek. Yeah. For a Supreme Dalek, that's not good, no. is it? No. So, yeah, it's a three. He's got an Dodgy. average of a three. Let's put him right there. Which is, like, wasn't there three Supremes? <laughs> there were. <laughs> yeah, it's all coming together, see? So, that's the Supreme on planet. All right. Okie doke. So, I've got so many pieces of paper tonight. Right, so we've got to move forward then to 
what are we on next? Genesis death. of the Daleks. No, 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 no death, death to the Daleks. Death to the Daleks. Yes, sorry. Death to the Daleks. Yes. This death to Daleks. So this uh, this is one of my favourite of the seventies Dalek stories. It's it's weirdly derided by fans. I don't know why, because it's got so much in it that what have it's they got so enjoyable. It? I don't know. It just never comes very high in anyone's polls, or you know. But you got you got so much good in it. Like you know, we've got Sarah finally. Yeah. We've got a really atmospheric stuff at the beginning. We've got some good characters, um, and the Daleks. I I really love the Daleks in this. I I love the fact that they're planning and plotting back again. It's like uh, I love their machine guns. Um, the first time I saw this would have been uh, on video, and I watched it about four or five times. I just was like, "Oh my god, this is so good!" Yeah, so I I really like this. Uh, I don't like the CSO story. in it. I always um, the, the CSO uh, is you rather poor. That in yeah, 70s. it's that era, isn't it? Yeah. All right. Just like last time, I've got an awful lot of um, 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 background information oh, on the Daleks because that's what we're talking about today. Yes. It's so the director was Michael Bryant. Right. So the first job he did was go off and see what what he's got to play yeah. with Daleks, um, and unusually for most Dalek stories, bit, yeah. he had an awful lot to work with. He found the three hero props were still around, and the seven goons were still around. Yeah. Um, he decided that six of the ten available props would be sufficient to cover the serial's needs. It says, as with the Shawcroft props, the goons had been transported around the country to appear at public events. Yeah. This led to two of the props being in a less than suitable condition, even to use as scene fillers, and so Bryant decided that these would be used as special effects props. Oh, these are the ones that get blown up. Yeah, oh, whilst a third things. would bolster the hero props. It says Michael preferred the silver colour scheme of the 60s Daleks, citing them as having more impact than the recent dark yeah, coloured. I'll go along with that, yeah. mate. Yep. And so Jack Kine contacted Westbury Design with a view to having the, the six props painted into silver and black. The domes and necks were painted silver, with the main bulk of the shoulders becoming black with silver slats. The skirts were turned silver with black hemispheres. The Supreme has orange headlight ears. All right. Right. So let's get into this now, story then. I think yeah, I was going to say just before one more design feature of this, of course, um, the 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 Daleks in this because of the planet uh, draining energy, which is a bit of a MacGuffin because why doesn't it drain all the energy from the Dalek cases? But they have to use machine pistol machine yes, guns, yes, uh, which I love. I think they're great, and they got clacking. They actually used. They actually fired, didn't they? They had yeah. firing mechanisms in there, so you can see them recall recall. Recoiling, recoiling, yeah. recalling, recoiling um, as they fire. I love it. I love the sound effect. But what's interesting is, of course, that that's made it into Star Wars history, hasn't it? Yeah. Because the gun is used as a gun on one of the Star Wars uh, weapons, the barrel, and that when they came to do Mandalorian, they what they wanted to yes. recreate. So they recreated. A Dalek gun arm <laughs> to go on um, on his ship. It's just amazing. It, 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 fabulous. fabulous. Yeah, I love yeah. it when things tie together like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, all right, let's talk about that story yes. then. The Earth creatures are to be exterminated. Fire at my command. Wait a minute, wait, you can't. Total extermination. Fire, fire, fire. Maximum power, fire, fire, fire. 
Total malfunction. Total power failure in armament circuits. Well, well, well. Daleks, without the power to kill, how does it feel? Keep away! Keep away! And if I don't, what will you do? Your weapons are totally useless. Affected by the same energy blackout that has stranded us. The power failure is temporary. Superior Dalek technology will overcome interference shortly. Meanwhile, you will obey our orders. You're not in a position to give any orders. No. No, we're all in this together. All equal. All powerless. The Daleks are the supreme beings of the universe. Dalek technology... Spare us the propaganda. I think our best interests will be served by joining forces. Daleks do not require the cooperation of inferior creatures. Think about it. There are four of you and five of us. And this planet is swarming with creatures that want to destroy us. That's a fact that must penetrate even Dalek arrogance. We will confer. That's why I think they'll cooperate. It is agreed. We will cooperate until they are no further use to us. And the true reason that we need the chemical beryllium must remain secret. It is understood. They must continue to believe there are only four of us. It is understood. Well, have you decided? Yes, Doctor. The truce exists between our party and yours. A very wise decision. The truce ends when power is restored. We agree. And now I think we should all go over to the mining dome. Mining dome? We've located a perineum strata and set up a dome nearby where we can refine the ore. But it's pretty slow work without power. Perhaps you can suggest some quicker technique. Very well. Lead the way. Lead. Lead. Death to the Daleks. What do you rate it as? What do you think of it as a story? Um, I, I, I think it's a quite a good story. It The last two episodes tail off because it becomes a, a bit of a slog through the Exelon City. But I think I think it's got some really interesting ideas, like the the plant the Exelon City drains power. Um it was made by uh basically their version of ancient astronauts, uh and the the races fell into barbarism. Um it's, there's some stuff about touching on uh, religion and religious fanatics. There's a nice little subplots with the Daleks and the humans sort of working together. I love it when a Dalek has to work together. I think that's great. I love that because they got no power. Um, yeah, I, I, I really like it as a story. I, I often will sit and just watch this one. I, I One of my favourite scenes in this whole story is when, you know, I mean, uh, the Doctor thinks he's going to die. They've all been yeah. lined up. They're all going to be shot. And that's when they realise their guns don't work. And yeah. the, the Doctor's like, well, well, well. Yeah, he's loving it. <laughs> yeah, because it's one, like I say, it's one of the few times where in in any other story, the Doctor would have been dead. Yeah. You know, it's, it's great. Um, and I love the fact that the Daleks, they've got, a, they've got, everyone's got a shooting range in their laboratory. The Daleks have got one, but they've got little model TARDISes to shoot. It's yeah. brilliant. I love that. All right. Well, as time's getting on, we're almost up yes, to an hour, yeah. so we'll... We're, we we won't dwell on this because we are coming back for it. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the newly restored silver versions um, now? I I really like. I agree with whoever it was you quoted. Um, Michael Bryant. That was Michael Bryant. I I agree with him. I prefer the the silver look to the uh, 
the the pans are grey. Um, I love the contrast in black balls and black shoulder section. Mm. That that you know not having a two tone shoulder section looks great. Um, so for me, these get nine out of ten. A nine. I gave them an eight. All right, yeah. that's eight and a half. And how effective? I know this is uh, going to be a high score. Yeah, this to me, this is a ten out of ten. I love these Daleks. They're, they're everything I want in a Dalek, and they've got a machine gun. I mean, what what can be better? They literally have turned into tanks. Is anything in the world better with a machine gun? Everything's better with a machine gun. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, you imagine your Cortina. You love your Cortina. Put twin Vickers machine guns on the bonnet. Yes. Oh, you know? I, I will get a TARDIS and go back and do that. Yes. All right, yes. so I gave him a nine, so that's nine and a half which gives us a, a final um, thing of a nine. Oh, All right. A straight nine, that was weird, yeah. And that's the, our first straight nine yeah, well. we have ever had. So that's, that's a death Dalek. Okay, right. So we've got to move on again. The automated Dalek production line has been started. I gave no such order. Who did? I gave the command. You will perform no function unless ordered by me. You will obey only my commands. The production line is to be halted immediately. You heard my order. Obey! Obey! Neither. Yes, Davros. Now, a leap of doctors now, don't we? A leap of doctors and, well, what many, many, many people consider to be, um, yeah, 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 the Doctor the Who Dalek, story. Yeah. Genesis yeah, of the, the Daleks. This is, I mean, up, up to a certain time, this was always voted sort of number one, wasn't it? In that now you sort of, depending on the poll, it's either this or Caves of Androzani. Uh, it's always said this is the top Dalek story. Um I suppose the question is, do you think it is? Because I have some reservations. About I don't it. know if it is, but I haven't watched it for a very long time. Yeah, and, you know, it, with us doing this podcast now, you know, and we've got our, you know, our top five stories and everything, yeah. you know, it's going to be interesting. Again, we're going to completely skip over it because yes. we've got the Davros of the, uh, mm. uh, of the 70s version. We've got NIDA to discuss as well um we will be spending an awful long time on this story yeah but it's going to be interesting what you and i think of it at the end of it yeah i think so because because i i think this is this is rightly there's parts of this story that are rightly possibly the best ever in doctor who but it's also woefully padded and the daleks don't appear much in it it's not a Dalek story at all. No. Um, yeah, it's, it's a Davros and Nida story. Uh, so, so yeah, I do. I, I mean, it is a, a corking bit of work. Um, my, I remember this is the first one of the seventies that I remember watching at the time. Right. See, season twelve was like key for me. Um, and I remember watching this and being blown away by it and wanting to be Davros and all of this. And then, of course, we had the the LP record came out. Yes. Yeah. Um, which I think is possibly one of the better ways to appreciate this story because they've edited out all the padding. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember playing that record to death, absolutely to death. Um, 
yeah, good good times. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm going to say for design uh, of the Daleks, it's a ten because it, it's the dark grey, um, black yeah. ball version. Um, what I like about Genesis of the Daleks is they don't look tatty. Um, no. All they had now, um, they had the three heroes still, but now only five of the goon props, and they've all been resprayed into yes. the gloss dark grey and black balls. And as yeah. I say, that is my favourite look. So that's staying a 10. That's a 10 for you. I think for, for design for me, like I say, they've definitely um, they beefed them up. So although it's ostensibly the same colour scheme, they don't look as tatty. Um, so I, I'm going to go for design. I'll go to an 8. An 8. All right, so that's a 9 for design. And how effective are they in Genesis um, of the Daleks? This is the way, even though they're not in a lot, this is the way you film a Dalek. They're, when, when they're let loose, they're filmed always from them sort of underneath. And yep. They're looming. Um, they're just great. The voices are great. Every, every scene they're in is great. Every line they give, because of the record, is etched into my psyche, into my very DNA. 10 out of 10 for me. Ten. And it's a 10 for me as well. Yeah. That moment when Davros realises... Yeah. The production Have line. Pity. Yeah, yeah, and it's like I gave no order. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I mean that whole sequence is just superb. And I remember listening to it endlessly on the record, just playing that bit over and over again. And if someone wandered in, I just wanted them to listen. It's like listen to this, listen to this, listen to this. <laughs> and no one ever like got as excited as me about it. Yeah, just amazing. Yeah, yeah. All right, so that's nine and a half out of ten. Well done. Well right. done, Genesis. Which puts them in second place on all our Daleks so far. Shortly I'll tell you where everyone yes. is according to everyone else. All right. So that was it, Genesis of the Daleks. And that's how yeah. it was for five years. Yeah, we, that's the weird thing with the Tom Baker era. Um, I don't know whether Tom didn't like working with the Daleks or whether there was some Terry Nation had buggered off to do something else. But yeah, no, no Dalek stories for quite a while. No. And before we just talk about that, a lot of background information on the Daleks. Yep. Um, it says, as soon as it was known that the Daleks would feature in the 17th season of Doctor Who, Peter Logan of the BBC's visual effects department set to work on recalling and accounting for the Dalek props. Unfortunately, he found a very battered collection of Daleks at his disposal due to three years at the hands of the public and other TV production teams. Well, of course, yeah, I mean, you know, the... Uh, as classic as you know the the, the shiny grey and black bald Dalek is in Genesis of the Daleks I also remember him being in the put him in the curry sketch yes yeah from Spike Milligan they, they were, were yeah. popping up everywhere weren't oh, they, they were on Generation Game and what I, th I think what people don't realise as well is that if you saw a Dalek uh, a fate being manhandled by kids and rocks thrown at it that was one of the Daleks from the story yeah, that what you know they. It they wasn't a promo one. No, they sent the props around the country. If you wrote to the BBC and said we're raising money for the church spire, can we have a Dalek? They were, yeah, all right, we'll send one along. The actual props. It's it, it's astonishing Different to age, think that now. Know. Yeah, so it says from October 1978, the visual effects department had been assembling the army as best they could, and had set about refurbishing and repairing the best sections. Such was the varied provenance of the components at this stage, little was understood about how the parts were originally paired up, and consequently goon elements were freely mixed with the shore craft sections. 
The varying types of lights on the props are evidence of how little time or money was available as no importance was given to uniformity. The three stage arms of the original Shawcraft Daleks were now a thing of the past and only two stage arms would be used if that. The only component to really buck the trend of neglect was the dome. All four props were installed with a new A-frame turning mechanism which was mounted in the neck and allowed the head to spin on top. The pivot protruding through the dome was often explained away by fans as an antennae and was even made on the Sevens model Dalek. Yeah, remember that. Yep, the new frames sometimes lifted the dome higher off the neck and so the neck cages were pulled up to compensate, resulting in the upper half of the props appearing improperly fitted together. Yeah, terrible. <clears throat> so, yeah, well, what that doesn't say... I mean, that tells you about, you know, the, the, the main ones, but there's yeah. no mention of those god-awful ones the in the quarry. The ones, yes. Trundling along, because yeah, they so couldn't have... They, they, they didn't have either the time or the money to put the tracks down, did they? Yeah. Well, season 17, unfortunately, was right in the middle of the uh, the oil crisis and the fact that the, the UK economy had gone down the toilet. Um, so even though they they had the same money as the season before, in in real terms, it was worth... Uh, substantially less, um, possibly even down to like three quarters and below what it was worth. So they had no money whatsoever. So yeah, they, they couldn't afford to run tracks like they did in um, Planet or Death. Uh, so they decided that they would knock up vac form Daleks that you could wear like a, I mean, I suppose like a 1960s Berwick Dalek suit. Yeah, you know the toy. So, and there's there's various shots and there's behind the scenes shots where you can see the people's feet and that, and they bob along on the horizon. They just look terrible. Um, but my favourite, uh, my favourite sort of anecdote from this is because they did all the location filming first, of course, and then the Daleks were meant to be sent back to be refurbished in the studio, and the one of the special effects guys walked past the location skip. And they were all in there because someone had seen them and thought they were such tat. <laughs> they must be... And it was like they almost lost the Daleks they had. Um, it's it, it's a shocking, the, the condition. But I've sort of rationalised it now in my brain. Because we're, we're saying the Daleks should always be pristine. And these are Daleks that have been in a, a massive long war yeah. of stalemate. Why shouldn't they be battle damaged? Yeah, yeah. Saying that, they still look shit in the studio where they've got broken slats uh, and missile. I mean, it's just the contempt that this stuff was done with at this point. No time, no effort. Mm. Um, it's, it's a shame. Yeah. Answer! 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 I don't know the answer! Please leave me alone! Detector indicates truthful response. We will continue. You will not remove your hand from the sensor. Statement. Your purpose in coming here was to sabotage Dalek operations. True or false? I don't know anything about the Daleks. Answer true or false? Answer! Answer! False! False! Detector indicates truthful response. Statement. You are in the employ of a space power and have been sent here to spy on the Daleks. True or false? False! 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 Leave me alone! Detector indicates truthful response. 
Standard Interrogation Complete Report Analysis of Responses Analysis of Responses indicates that subject is Category 9 Category 9 subjects represent no threat to Dalek security Release the prisoner This story will, you know we're going to come back to because we're going yeah. to talk about the Mavellans, of course. Yes. Right, and I'm looking forward to that because I like Dest uh, uh, Destiny of the Daleks. Yeah, no, I think it's a yeah, yeah. I like, it's a very enjoyable watch. But I'd rather, here's a horrible thing: I'd rather watch it in its entirety than Genesis. Really? Yep. Right. But I will happily watch Genesis and fast forwards. Or even just skip entirely the three middle episodes. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah the, the, the thing about Destiny, it moves along at a cracking pace. Uh, it's got um, Lala Ward in it. Uh, I know it's meant to be her first story, but obviously it was filmed. It wasn't first. I think Creature from the Pit was the first one she filmed. So she's got Romano off Pat. Tom is incredibly silly, but at least is putting a tiny bit of effort in. Yeah. Um, the shame in this one is, like I say, the state of the Daleks and uh, David Goodison is terrible as Davros. Well, my abiding memory of watching this back in 79 was I was in my second year at college, yeah. right? And there was a guy in my class called Tom Gibbons. Tom, I doubt if you're listening out there, but if you are, hello. Um, and Tom was an avid Star Trek fan, oh. right? And I was a Doctor Who fan. And we would have just banter about which was better. And when Destiny of the Daleks came on, he had such ammunition against me about how inferior Doctor Who was compared to Star Trek. When you have Davros trundling along, yeah. <laughs> wobbling along, that vocal performance is not good. And yeah, the, these, these Daleks, you know, you can see them walking along, yeah, along the top of that rubbish. quarry edge, you know. And I had no retort because, you know, he was absolutely right. It, it, it looked shocking. Yeah, it, it, this, this is one you watch almost through gritted teeth, but it's still hugely enjoyable. Yeah, but there's like tons of ammunition yeah. for all the people that oh, yeah, you, yeah. You berate the BBC yeah. you know, this, special effects this is department. The, uh, yeah, this is the sort of epitomous wobbling set story, isn't it? You, anyone that thinks Doctor Who is, uh, you know, wobbling sets, monsters made out of uh, 12p's worth of hardware, just watch this. This will. This is it. This, oh, yeah. I mean, you say wobbling sets. I mean, that moment yeah. where the Dalek crashes through the wall. Yeah. yeah. And you can just see it. it, it it's just sheets of perspex yeah. held together with sticky tape. Yep. It's, um, it's shocking. It's, and it's such a shame because the, the story itself is really interesting. And some of the scenes are great. Like, I love Romana's interrogation scene. That yeah. makes the Dalek scary again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some of the shots from. You know, uh, again, they take a, a leaf out of Genesis and do it from low angles. Um, it's just, it's just a shame. I'd love to have seen this made with a decent budget. Yeah, they, it, that, that, yeah. The, the Daleks are good indoors, but yes. it's when they're in that quarry that's when it yeah. all falls apart, doesn't it? Yeah, I think that's um, that's probably a good rule to live by. Daleks are good indoors. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, don't let them in the garden. Okay, so what do you think on this new light grey with black ball version? Um, I, I'm not, a, I'm not, you know, I'm not a great fan of the dark grey one, but I think light grey just doesn't 
really work. Um, I know some some fans do like it, but no, I, it just do, doesn't really work for me. So uh, I, they get a three again on the a three? design. Yeah. Oh my god! Well, I gave them a seven. Really? I mean, do you like the light blue? Yeah, that it's all right. It's okay. Okay, that's that's a five. Um, and then how effective are, are this? This lot? is this is so difficult because they like say there's certain bits in this where they're they're the most effective Daleks could be. That like say the interrogation scene is just amazing. Um, but they've also then got the zippy voice. Yes. You know it's is zippy. Uh, you in you can't you not can't get around zippy. that can yeah, you? Yeah, you can't get around it. Um, and like say the people operating them are just terrible. They're, I mean, at one, in several scenes, the they go to move and the top of the Dalek moves because yeah. it's not bolted on. Um, I hate the gap in the, the the, the the neck as well. It's so obvious. Um, but there were like I say, but also there's some good stuff in it. I it's difficult one. This I, I'm gonna give it and it's probably over eggs, but I'm gonna give it a six. Oh, I gave it. I gave him a four. Yeah. Okay, so that's a five. So that's an average of a five. Yeah. Well, which is our average score, isn't it? That's that's the 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 middle right in the middle of the road. Which, okay. You know, I think that's fair. All right. So that's putting in destiny there. Right. So with that done. Right now, if we include incorporate the seventies Daleks with the sixties Daleks. Yeah. Right. From the bottom to the top, we go, right, at the very bottom, we've got the Dalek Supreme from Planet of the Daleks, then the Destiny of the Daleks Daleks, right. then the Day of the Daleks Daleks, then the ones from The Chase, then Evil of the Daleks, and then at number eight, we've got Dalek Invasion of Earth, the Dalek Supreme from Day of the Daleks, and Planet of the Daleks Daleks, then it's Power of the Daleks, followed by the Supreme Dalek from Dalek Invasion of Earth, then Death to the Daleks, then the Emperor Dalek from Evil of the Daleks, in third place, the Daleks from Dalek Master Plan, second place, Genesis of the Daleks, but still at number one, the Daleks from the very first Dalek story. All right. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. That works. Now, all those Daleks... Yeah. We've, That's a lot of Daleks. Yeah. But we've got to put them in a caravan. Of course. Okay. Yeah. All right. So the Supreme Dalek from Planet of the Daleks is at number three. He's sharing a place. Is he sharing with any other Daleks? He can't be, can he? Um, no, he's got to be the lowest. Yeah. The Slitheen, the Reapers, oh, right. the Primords, the Cyber Planner from the Will, uh, Legend of the Sea Devils, Sea Devils, and the Gods of Ragnarok. He's in a shoddy caravan. That's a, that, that is yeah. a shoddy uh, caravan. Then at number five, we've got the Destiny of the Daleks, Daleks. He's sharing with the Crotons. Yeah, uh, actually, yeah. Again, derided, but I do enjoy the story. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the Ragnos. Oh, right, yeah. Shock Eye. Uh, the Sirens, those watery ladies. Yeah. Uh, Nemesis, from Silver Nemesis. And the Master. Who wasn't the master, if you see what I mean. Oh, yeah, the, the Land of Fiction master. Yeah. yeah, and then number six is... Uh, at number six, we have the um, Day of the Daleks, Daleks. They are sharing with Chazini, right. uh, Drashigs, the Larvae Gun, and Par Clanton. Oh, Poor old Par Clanton. <laughs> Bless him. Oh, dear. 
then at number 7.25, the Chase Daleks. Where are we? Where are we? Show my page. Oh, here we go. Um, well, we've already got that. that. Yeah, they're in there. Chase Daleks. Uh, Evil were the Daleks. Daleks, the Khalid and Clockwork Soldiers. Well, I've, I don't know why I'm saying these. We've already done these. Uh, all right, number eight, where um, the planet the Daleks, Daleks. I keep saying Dalek a lot, don't I? The, you the said planet Daleks, Daleks so Daleks. often, it makes yeah. no sense now. And the Dalek Supreme from Day of the Daleks is at number eight, sharing it with Lytton from yeah, Remembrance no of the Daleks. Yeah. There's another Dalek. The Dalek from Dalek Invasion of Earth, the Sensorites and Boss. Wow. And then number nine, at number nine, Death to the Daleks. He's sharing with Orsini, right, and Tobias Vaughan. And then at, what did, oh, hang on a second. Hang on, folks. Uh, too many pieces of paper. Where's my, hang on, Isn't Ian. It the Genesis ones were the highest. Yeah, the it? Genesis one, but I can't remember what score I gave them. Hang on. Where are they? <laughs> How embarrassing. I um, didn't write it down. Hang on. It's nine point something. Where did I put it? So I've got... You, you wouldn't believe how many pieces of paper I've got. Mm. Oh, here, here it is. Uh, Genesis of the Daleks. 9.5, that's right. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. 9.5. So, Genesis of the Daleks... Daleks are sharing with the first version of Omega. Right. Right? Invasion of the... The Invasion Cybermen. Right. And Sla. Who was Sla? Oh, the, he was the Ice Lord. Oh, of course he was. Lord, yes, Lord, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a good caravan, man. <coughs> yes. Top Sorry about five. that. I lost all my pieces of paper. Um, yeah, so that's that. There we go. 70s oh, yeah. Daleks all done yeah, enjoyed that. and put Colourful away. Daleks. Yeah, and yeah. And we've got the 80s to go, haven't we? Mm. Well, how many have we got in the 80s? We've got uh, one Peter Davison. Yeah. Yeah. One Colin Baker. One Colin Baker. One, one Sylvester McCoy. Sylvester McCoy. That's it. Only three stories oh, in the Oh, I ages. suppose we could count the TV movie. you got those weird CGI Daleks at the beginning that killed a master. And that weird voice. Yeah. Oh, dear. Oh, yeah, yeah we got to rate them, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. All right, so that's it. Um, that's our special s apologies, listener, if, if you were expecting some sort of like in-depth um, analysis of each tale. But uh, we will yeah, be returning be to them all. Yeah. yeah, and give them the attention they deserve. Yeah. But, yeah, let us, let us know your... Uh, order yes yeah Did we get it wrong yeah Probably. where were we wrong yeah yeah um and uh, with that the uh, the clock resets we go back to yes uh, uh, first to, doctor uh, william hartnell and um, it's your announcement isn't it it is and this one the adversary in this uh, let's see if i can give you some clues so the adversary in this is a is 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 very very different to the normal adversary it's something we see in pretty much every episode but the real adversary is uh, a tiny little spring a tiny little spring yeah. and it's something to do with something we see in every episode so that's the TARDIS it must be something yes, to do with the yeah. TARDIS there is a story where something goes wrong in the TARDIS. Ah, yes, yeah. It's uh, Edge of Destruction. Edge of Destruction. Um, it's only a two-parter, but, yeah, the, 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 the adversary in this is the TARDIS. Right. So, mm. Have you I've, seen that one? I've read about it, but I've never watched it. 
Yeah, right. it'll be interesting to see what you make of it. Okay, well, on to Amazon I go. Of course, I've, I've got a couple of weeks to do that because next week I'm working late. So uh, when you hear Proud this, it will yes. be two weeks until uh, we go back to old, old Billy. All right, Edge of Destruction. Oh, good. I'm, I'll, I'll be uh, filling in a gap in my Excellent. Doctor Who knowledge. All right. Good stuff. Okay. Right. Well, we're going to go now because we're going to do a we're going to do a Doctor Who themed Patreon episode. Yeah, yeah. We're doing we? a, a special Patreon on um, our childhood Doctor Who memorabilia. Yes. Top yeah. Five. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking Ooh. forward to this. I've got to have a wee first. Yes, so, well, no, that's the Wii came out in the 2000s, I think. Oh, yeah. The, well, yeah. yeah. But do I rate that above any of the other Doctor Who merchandise? Well, Probably we're going to find out. I, in minute, I, was in, um, I was in uh, CEX the other day, and the Wii, you can buy a Wii, boxed Wii, for like 20 quid now. Really? Yeah, no one wants it, do they? And that was a big thing back then. That wasn't was it? huge, yeah. That was a massive thing. With they, they thought that that would be the. Uh, uh, the the future wasn't it? The future would be the Wii and wa- waving your hands about yeah. to play computer games. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay. All right, listener. Thanks, uh, Ian. Yep. And uh, no yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. See you soon. Bye. Thanks, Ian. Right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.